Okay. I, I don't know. I, I um. I, I just got a headache. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I was laying down before, and I was. I don't know. If, like I have new. I have. Oh, I have new glasses, and I don't know if. But I've had them for a while. So, but like all of a sudden, I was laying down, and and I just like my head felt weird, like a headache. Oh. It's weird. I'm sorry. That's fine. Not your fault. Is it your fault? Um, yes. God damn it. <laughs> That'd be a good power to, to give, give people, people headaches. Long distance, mild headaches. <laughs> That'd be so annoying. <laughs> right? It's like, nah. Um, Every time you get that feeling, you're like, oh, what does she want? Oh, she's so annoying with her headache power. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Why doesn't she just text me, motherfucker? It's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, well, welcome, welcome to Broken, to Broken Corner. Corner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're here again. I'm Karen. I- I'm Amondo with a headache. Oh no! You gotta pump it up, Chris. I'm, a, um, I'm about to. Yep. <laughs> yep. Did you have any water today? I not really. I had coffee though. Mm, water might help. More. I had like a just a, the the gulp it takes to take my to take my meds. Totally, I haven't you know? had that gulp yet. <laughs> just that gulp, <laughs> Which, you know. Yeah, yes, so, yes. Well, uh, this week we're going to talk about the television show Three's Company. <laughs> and I'm pre- not gonna do. That's right. Um. In particular, episode, uh, I think it's 102, 103. Well, season six, episodes one and two. Okay. Um, so, I mean, before we get into it, I guess we could, I mean, do you think like, mm, I don't, I, well, I shouldn't assume, but three's like, everyone should know three's company, right? Everyone, everyone our age? No, I mean, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i mean i know i i must have watched it because i can i know every word of the theme song but then i i really just knew like okay there's the guy and you've got the brunette and the blonde and the blonde changed repeatedly Right. And their roommates repeatedly, <laughs> like it's every episode, it's a new plot. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did you watch it a lot? I did. I did. I was really into it. And basically, so the show is if for the five people who don't know, the sh- show is basically took place in the seventies. And and what I didn't know, um, that it was uh, based on a British sitcom. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, called Man About the House. And so what it's about, it's about uh, two uh, young women who are living in an apartment. And um, I guess they have a party. I don't know why they have a party. But um, this young one... women living in an apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That could be. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and then uh, what, what the, next, the next morning, one of the attendees of the party is um, in the bathtub. Wakes up. I don't remember why he's in. The, I mean, he must have been drunk, right? Yeah. And it just so happens that you know it's he then goes on to be their new roommate. 
And that is John Ritter, right? John Ritter, that's right. So, um, you know, they then have to convince the landlord to allow a man to live with these two women. And in their convincing, they say that, that there's going to be no sexual issues because he's gay. Okay. And, that, then the, and that's the pilot. That's the pilot. Yeah, I believe so. And then hilarity ensue, right? <laughs> because he really is a straight dirtbag. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's straight and he's a dirtbag. That's what I meant by that. Not that straight men are all dirtbags. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's some people who, who may may agree with that statement. But anyway, so, um, and then that's it. So basically, um, you get to the sixth season. The <laughs> <laughs> You like how I just cut to the chase. Right. You get to the sixth season, you now have uh, a second blonde who is Cindy, uh, who is cousin to the first blonde who was Chrissy. Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. That's right. The thigh master, Suzanne Summers. (laughs) And she is going to leave for college. Which is funny because she's so dumb. Yes. All the blondes in the show up to date have been pretty, you know stereotypical blonde right ditzy and whatever yeah um and then so now they're looking for another roommate and this is where we begin (laughs) season six episode one i think it's called jack's got a boo-boo or something along those lines (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know watching this show again was weird um yeah just like it's really like I it's well, it's one of those what is it, what do you call it, like hijinks kind of show, right? Or it's a, a farce. Yeah. If you're giving it a lot of credit. <laughs> I mean I I I think they wanted to try to be progressive. Uh-huh. But there wasn't many things. I mean, you know, I bringing up homosexuality I mean, it's been around forever, but I mean, like bringing it up in like the media in the seventies. I maybe they were trying to go for something. Yeah, no, I think they definitely did. Uh, I mean, I think that's part of why we didn't watch it that much in my house was that it, it was, it was. I think definitely the most innuendo based show. Yeah. Um, up until that time. Definitely everything, and and it's funny because I. Um, watching it as an adult, like the jokes are a little off, and you know it's kind of like, like I think watching it when I was younger, the cringe factor came from all the misunderstandings. Uh huh. But watching it as an adult, the cringe factor comes from all the terrible sexist, misogynist, uh, <laughs> and um, homophobic jokes. Right. You know, uh, that's where the cringe factor comes from, and 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 you know, I'm fully aware that's something that. Uh, may have been progressive uh, 40 years ago, uh, would not be progressive today. Right. Um, but well, just... Brian, Brian loved Three's Company when he was a kid. Yeah. And so, um, a few, like, I don't know, five or six, maybe even longer, a while ago, uh, we got him, I don't know if he bought it or I bought it or who bought it, but he got the uh, DVDs for the first season. 
yeah. and we started trying to watch it it was just like oh this is terrible <laughs> this this is just like all the yeah like the homophobia of it was too much yeah and you know it just kind of like the gender roles and all these weird things that are just going and going you're just like oh oh wow oh the name of the episode excuse me is jack bears all okay so, so let me uh let me just set up the episode so okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna read the uh the synopsis <laughs> So Cindy is the blonde roommate. She's packing up for UCLA and, and Janet is looking for a new roommate. Uh, Jack is preparing for Cindy's farewell party when he is called into the restaurant that he works for, for a spur of the moment cooking job. He then cuts his finger, goes to the hospital and is attended by a nurse whose name is Terry Alden. Uh, Priscilla Barnes, who I don't know what else she's done aside from this. She was a cheerleader. Oh, was she? Yep. But she was, was she like a Bond girl at one time or in a Bond movie? Uh, oh. I'm not sure. Or one of the Bond girls that end up dead? <laughs> yeah, any Bond girl. <laughs> so um, she's a nurse. Uh, she's, you know, she's not the typical blonde that you've seen in previous episodes of the show. Uh, she proceeds to give Jack a tetanus shot uh, after Jack is... um wants to be seen by a man and i don't know i i I was very confused by that yeah that he's uh what did you think about that he's constantly like oh i need a male the male doctor or anybody any male well Um, he to the point where he's the janitor yeah i so he had there's this beautiful nurse there and he had been you know trying to mac on her right and so then when the doctor is just like, all you need is a tetanus shot and she's going to give it to him in his caboose. Then he just doesn't want her to see, like, I think he just doesn't want to be vulnerable to her. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe because the roles had, re- had reversed because he, he no longer has any power over her or yeah. a per- a perceived power on his part. Yeah. Um, oh, and I also just, I got it. I was confused about which blonde you were talking about. The cheerleader in real life was the, the blonde who was going to college, not the new blonde who's the nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God we clarified. So many blondes. So many blondes. <laughs> so many blondes. So few times. Um. So then he, she, which yeah. So I was wondering. Yeah. She he she's like, oh, I'll put it in your arm. He says, no, it's my swinging arm. He's making up excuses. So then she says, okay, I drop drop trow and I'll put it, you know, in your in your behind mm-hmm. and um. He's like, doesn't want it, doesn't want it. And, um, and he, this random man walks in. And so he assumes that the man is a doctor because he's a man and says, Oh, I, you wouldn't mind taking your time to do this. And the guy's like, no, absolutely. And then it turns out that that guy's a janitor. Yeah. And he was like, really going to give it to him. Like, yeah, he was going <laughs> to like, give it to him with an overhand swing, like, like a shiv. Um, yeah so finally his pants are down and she he's gonna pick him up and then she just jabs him right through the what's that um what do you call that what chefs wear apron oh okay right she jabs him right through the apron no well the aprons are open in the back right yeah and i think because he already had his pants down for the guy Mm-hmm. she just went for it yeah 
But she was, so she's a departure though from the other two blondes who had been in the show because even though she's very pretty, she's smart. Right. Although, did she continue to be smart in the rest of the show? Or Well, I, I there's a sitcom thing that I've noticed that whenever there's smart people around, not dumb people, but around, around the gang, they become dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, like, I'm trying to think of another show. Um, uh, what what I can't read. Them. Well, we were talking about Cheers a couple of weeks ago with um, Rebecca. And yeah. She kind of just fell into the gang, and um, there's plenty of examples that I can't think of. But like usually that happens, and I and this that probably happened to her where uh, she just fell into it. So so she humiliates Jack, and then Janet comes down because she heard that Jack had a terrible accident, uh, and then. Um, She's like, hey, Jack, are you okay? And then he's like, fine. But, you know, she's like, I need help in finding a roommate. He's like, just pick anybody. And he goes back to work. And it just so happens that the person that Janet picks is the nurse from hell. Yeah. I thought I thought Janet, like, I thought Janet was such a good actress because she really pulled off the whole, like, oh, I just randomly met this nice woman. And yeah. like, and they just hit it off and start talking because, like, because they just make a joke about how awful Jack is. Yes, and get chatting mm-hmm. the way that people do, and the way that gals be chatty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Jack is awful, right? Jack's pretty bad. Jack is. I uh, he clearly, I mean, I, but that's the thing, right? Like, I think. Um, I think men in sitcoms are usually terrible and then they have one redeemable moment and then everyone's supposed to forgive him for everything. Right. You know, um, I, it's just, I, I think in, in, like you had said about Sam, it's like, ah, eh, it's a bit much, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, we're supposed to, you know, he's a total douche. We're so, like, he's not as bad as Larry. Right. Right. So Larry is Jack's best friend? Yes. Who is a used car salesman who lives upstairs from the gang. (laughs) Which, once you say used car salesman, you already know what's up, right? Yeah, but isn't everybody else who lives there old? I don't think they're... I don't know. Because the only person I know is Mr. Furley. Right. I guess the landlords were always old. Well, they're landlords. Right. So yeah. in the in the beginning of the show you had the Roper family the Roper couple who was like uh this guy and his wife and the wife always wanted sex and the guy didn't. Yeah. And she wore a lot of moo's. She did wear moo's. And then that got spun off into their own show. That's right. The Ropers. The Ropers and then they replaced the ropers on the show with Don Knotts as Mr. Furley. And he, what did you think about him? Well, Don Knotts has always been the weird guy, right? Um, yeah. I always thought that he was the closeted homosexual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there was always like a, a Kramer kind of moment when he'd open the door. Mm-hmm. Of like, what has he got on? Yeah, because he always had like those. Are they called ascots? Oh, like the the tie he wore. Like yeah, like the scarf yeah. thing that also Fred from um, 
Scooby-Doo war. Totally. It's like the male equivalent of a um, flight attendant scarf. Yes. <laughs> because it's an ascot is more like, an ascot's like a tie that you wear with a with a, a morning coat. You know, like a long-tailed tuxedo jacket. Oh, okay. I mean, that's not the only time you wear it, but um, I, I guess I just think of ascots as being a little fancier than that, like, accent scarf. Mm. Who knows, though? Maybe I shouldn't be wearing my ascot to record this. <laughs> Wait, it's, not, it's not appropriate. <laughs> That'd be amazing if you had an ascot on. It's my recording ascot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so they there's this whole weird situation where then so Jack doesn't want Terry, the new blonde, to be the roommate. So he hatches this plan with his friend that they're having a party, a going away party that night for the the last blonde. And uh, they've just got some like nefarious plan going. And then I kind of didn't even understand what this whole scenario was. Can you explain what happened? Which, so they, <laughs> Larry met a girl knowing that he's trying to get in her, 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 her jumpers, if you will. And he wants her, she needs an apartment. So he, they both have like, you know, what is it? The They have, uh, Jesus, my brain is fried today. They have, goals at a line so he wants <laughs> to get her into their apartment and jack wants to get terry out of the apartment so if they can work together they'll both their goals will be met so they come up with this weird plan of this game because terry's at the party the going away party for cindy and they pick her out and they just put weird things on her like they put glasses with the with the mustache and the glasses and the nose. Like the Groucho Marx. Marx, thank you. Jesus. I'm telling you my brain is fried. So they put, yeah, the Groucho Marx. But on, when she takes them off, she has like, you know, like ink under her eyes. Right. Um, And then they, uh, he has this camera that's supposed to spray water, but it ends up spraying blue ink and ruins her pretty little dress. Right. And then like the next thing is, is what are those things called? The, the water spray things. A uh, seltzer, okay, and like an old, uh, like an old fashioned seltzer jug. Yeah, but oh, you know, I, uh, the only time I've ever seen that when people basically spray people. Yeah, like in a jokey way. Like yeah. I've never used, seen it used for its actual. Intention. I mean, I think it's something that they used to have on bar carts. Okay. Back in the day, but I don't know once. When seltzer guns became a thing, or at home you would just have a a bottle of seltzer you bought. Gotcha. Okay. So now he's about to spray her, and she's very aware of what's going on, and she's upset. And um, he he well, he realizes the joke went too far once he saw the blue ink and ruined her dress. Yeah. And and Janet says that was mean. Yeah, you know Janet's the mom, right? She's like the. <laughs> Like she really is. She's like the like the adult that has to take care of all the kids, and, or the older sister. And um, he's you know Jack's like holy shit. So he knows the next touch. And you know Terry's like do it. You know like she's like really sad. Well, because the thing about seltzer is it gets out stains. So that's the next step is to be 
you know, to say, oh, I know he said this'll this'll get the stain out, but it's really just an opportunity to spray her down. But he initially filter. thought the he initially thought the the what was in the camera was supposed to be water. Right. Because he does say, Larry, this was supposed to be water or something like that. I you know, you could never trust Jack. <laughs> so like she's just like basically in her like very very vulnerable state um and she knows what's coming next and and then jack just turns and puts the seltzer on him yeah what a, and that's what suppo- a saint that's supposed to be the redeeming the redeeming moment yeah this scene when everything when i was a kid i i it, this made me cringe so much and i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it was like when you know a prank has gone too far uh-huh. and you've really hurt the other person mm-hmm. and you don't know what the fuck to do. And they really, you know, um, and I think, yeah, that that always, always bothered me. Even when watching it, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. Yeah. Were you a were you a pranker? No, mm, I don't know. Maybe. Uh- maybe maybe with my words. Okay. Maybe I've said a lot of bad, hurtful things to people. Okay. In good fun. <laughs> <laughs> in, in good fun. All in good fun. Yeah. You know. Um, it was just such a weird. It was just such a weird. Um, dy- I don't know. Dynamic sounds too formal. I, it was just such a fucked up situation. <laughs> That I couldn't imagine, you know, it having like, okay, so we're going to play a party game. It's all in good fun. And then they just like intentionally humiliate someone and like damage what her clothes. And also she was wearing this pretty little white dress and then they spray all this blue ink. And to me, I was just like, oh God, it looks like the demonstration on a um, maxi pad commercial. (laughs) Um. It, I don't know. It was just so screwed up. And I, because I know it's six seasons in. So then you've got like this whole time, Janet's been telling Terry, the brunette's been telling the new blonde, Jack's such a great guy. Once he's in your corner, he's your, he's your friend for life. But then he's just an asshole all the time. For life. <laughs> yeah. It. I don't know. And so... I, I didn't know, like, what does Janet get out of their relationship in the larger show? Like, not just these episodes. I think she's the caretaker. She's, she's the person who needs to feel that level of responsibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, she had to take care of Chrissy, who was a ditz. <laughs> um, and then she has to take care of Janet. Not Janet. She has to take care of um, Cindy and Jack. So, I don't know. And then, you know, you... Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what her deal is. I think she probably needs therapy <laughs> for some like just some stuff trauma from her. Family. Did you ever feel like she and Jack had any like? So what? So in the rest of the show, like, what is the sexual relationship between all of them? Well, I mean, so I don't know. But after they they patch things up, I I thought the ending was weird because he's like they're all gonna sit down and get to know each other. Um, and then Jack says, I already know you, Janet. I'm going to get to know you, Terry. Like, oh. like this weird threesome. But, like, he's like, you know, you're already the, you know, I've had you. <laughs> like, Yikes. And maybe I read that weird. I don't know. But there's always been some weird. 
I don't know. The whole show is weird because the two women share a room. Oh, really? And Jack has his own room. I always thought that was weird. And it just makes me think of like, you know, they're just sitting waiting for Jack to pick which one he wants for the evening. Yeah. Did the um, women did the women ever have boyfriends? Yeah, I think they did, if I recall correctly. Um but the show really was about Jack. Yeah. Well I, I did you know so the um Suzanne Summers <clears throat> when she left the show at the um end of the fifth season. Mm-hmm. And apparently there, I always knew like there was some kind of bad blood situation, but I didn't know what had happened until I started watching stuff for okay. uh, for this. But apparently, you know, she was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Like the, I guess the, I guess the show was just a bigger deal than I realized because uh, it it wasn't in our house, right? Um, but they, you know, they were super popular, and so she wanted it was time for contract renegotiation and her husband had just become her manager, which is never a good sign. Um, And so they went in and what they wanted. And also she hadn't, um, you know, she didn't know anything about the business when Mm -hmm. she started the show, but by then she had figured it out. And so she went in and she said, okay, so John Ritter, is making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars an episode. I'm making thirty thousand. Mm. I want one hundred and fifty thousand, and I want ten percent on the back end. Wow! And the studio guy was just like, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I could get another blonde in a second. Yeah, um, and that's but they were. I mean, her perspective was like, oh, they're they're not going to get rid of Chrissy. Mm. Um, but they. Whereas the studio, I saw an interview with the guy who said no, you know, he was just like that, that leaves us. If we, if, if they gave her, like her perspective was just, he doesn't deserve to make more money than me just because he's a man. Right. When I'm, you know, just as much the face of the show as he is. And I don't know if that's true or not. Did you feel Mm. that way? Uh, I mean, I, I, I were you think... watching it when it was originally airing? No, or... I was a baby. Okay, I watched it in its reruns. Um, the show was on from what seventy seven to eighty four, something along those lines. Oh, okay, yeah, seventy seven to nineteen eighty four. So I watched it when it was um, like on reruns on Channel Five, which is I don't know what Channel Five was back then. I don't think it was Fox, but it was I guess Fox Five. Uh, I know it, it originally aired on ABC. Yeah. So, no, I don't. I mean, and she had, so Suzanne Summers had, you know, market research to back up her position. She was saying, you know, I have these huge numbers in the like male demographic. That's the the most lucrative one for you guys. Um, But the, the studio's position was if you, if we give you 150, we have to give it to, Janet, Janet yeah. because she has that as a clause in her contract. Mm. And if we give both of you 150, we're going to have to give John Ritter 200. Wow. At which point we'll be in the hole for half a million dollars before we start production on any right. given episode. But it still doesn't 
you know, I, I understand the position of, you know, we can't, I guess we can't give John Ritter less Mm -hmm. legally. Um, but just the, like, I think what they, they offered her five grand more and, and you know, her husband was like, that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, and so they just, they, they said, no, that's all you can get. And so then what happened is they, they went ahead and started, um, production for the season and they would do rehearsals all week long Mm -hmm. and then shoot the show on a Friday yeah. And so she did the rehearsals all week. And then on Friday, um, called in sick <laughs> and they said, why, what's wrong with her? And, um, her husband said, oh, well, she was on Johnny Carson and she was dancing and she slipped and, uh, she has a, a broken rib mm. or, and in the studio guy was like, okay, well, you know, we'll have to send a doctor, our doctor to verify that because that's the only way we can collect on the insurance mm. for missing the show. And, and she refused to let them do it. And so they, you know, they lost all the money for the production for the week. Yeah, they got to pay everybody, right? Yeah. And so uh, after that, what they did to her <laughs> was they uh, they they just cut her out of the next two episodes. And then after that, um, they, they came up with this idea that she had to go to Fresno to take care of her mom. Mm. And so they wouldn't let her shoot anything with the regular cast. And they would just like bring her in into a room that had a chair and a lamp and one camera in the, in a phone. And so she would just call at the end of every episode and say, hi guys, I'm still here with my mom. And so that's how they got through that whole season. And then at the end of the season, they just said, we're not renewing your contract. Nice. And then that's when her, all of a sudden her cousin showed up, which was the next blonde, which is Chrissy. Cindy. 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 She was Chrissy. Yeah. So then Cindy. And so then Cindy was on the show for one season and then they decided to bring in the next one. And there was a little bit of overlap with them. Um, think, yeah. It's just that I think that one episode on the, cause she leaves that, that same episode. They say goodbye to her. Okay. And the party's for her, but she, you barely see her or no one even like mentions like, it's all about Jack trying to like get this woman out of the apartment. Right. Yeah, so weird. Poor Cindy. So weird. Poor Cindy. Um I mean in some ways poor Chrissy too. Like I I I mean I I don't know it it's funny how Suzanne Summers when she presents it, it's it, this is just like a very clear cut they were being like this was misogyny. Yeah. You know, like or this was chauvinism. And that's true, but then also um I don't know if they realized what they, you know, as far as that answer of, so if you're going to do a sick out, who pays for the whole production costs? Yeah. Because the studio executive, he just said, we weren't going to let her hold the production hostage, you know, by, by participating and then not coming in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, not every, not every um, cast are going to do like what the friends did. Right. Yeah. Yeah um you know where they all negotiate together um, well and that's the thing is she had said to john and to uh what what's the name of the chick janet? janet uh joyce dewitt joyce dewitt you know i'm gonna do this if we all stick together 
we can make it happen. But I think as much as everybody seems, you know, especially because John Ritter died so young, everybody really canonizes him. Yeah. Um, and maybe he just was a lovely man, but, um, I, you know, he, he definitely wasn't going to lose out on any of his money. Oh no. I mean, you know, listen, greed is greed. (laughs) And then I guess, I guess at the end of the show, um, Joyce DeWitt had, did you feel when you watched the show, like there was a, ever a possibility that Janet and Jack would end up together? I think more so than Terry. Okay. But I think that's probably because of the maternal, uh, I guess, instincts or maternal acts that Janet has. So she seems more caring. Okay. Maybe? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, so I guess uh, the actress felt like maybe that's what was going to happen. And then instead they did a spinoff where Jack marries someone new. Yes. Three's a crowd. Yeah. But I kind of felt like what did... I mean, I guess they could have gone in the direction of having, you know, Janet and Jack be married. But that's... it, It just would be the same show, wouldn't it? It would be weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how the because apparently the 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 British shows all had the same um, spinoffs. Oh, okay. So I don't like you know from the the landlords going over and doing their thing, and then also you know Jack or whatever they got their guy's name was, um, you you know moving out and um, starting his life with uh, a woman. Uh, so I. You know, I think I was reading that because I didn't remember that when it ended, basically, um, Terry went to Hawaii to be a nurse for the indigenous people there. And Janet got married to some dude. Oh, okay. Which, you know, it you know, it ended and then they just basically, I guess, went to the next thing. I don't know. I guess Joyce DeWitt found out about what what the, the decision was that had been made by accidentally walking in on the auditions for the part of the woman who uh that they took to the new spinoff oh okay yeah and she was sad i mean <laughs> yeah it is what it is who was the i don't even know who the the woman was on the other show mm-mm it was a weird show. It was it was on for one season. And they did they go to did they go to New York or something? Uh I don't think so. Because I would have identified that it was New York and I'd be like, "Oh, New York." Yeah, I live in New York. I live in New York. <laughs> oh, I live here. I know taxis. <laughs> I feel like that was the only way to like signal that something was in New York. Why they don't have cabs anywhere else? (laughs) It it, it seemed like it. Um, That's true, I guess, right? Because cabs, because you don't take a cab like from a small town to the farm, right? Like to your house on the farm, right? No, I mean even. I don't know, like three years ago, I went down to Baltimore to hang out with my friend who lived in D.C. and. We were like, I think there'll be lifts, you know. It, it yeah, went, it, yeah. 
because i mean you yeah. could you could book small town taxis but you would have to wait sometimes like hours for them to show up i'm trying to trying to remember like i guess there's cabs in where tracy lives like but to go into the small town yeah but the small town is like a 10 minute tracy walk. lives in your bedroom no, she lives. Well, well, I guess she does live here, but her house upstate. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, I guess. Where Tracy lives. Where Tracy? Where does Tracy live? <laughs> so, so it ends with Jack's a decent enough guy. Terry comes to live with them. Yes. And did you? And did that seem? Did you like Terry? When she continued on the show, uh, she was. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't like. Uh, I think I was more. Uh, I was more of a Janet guy. Okay. But um, you know, yeah. I, you know what it is. It's, all right. So like, Suzanne Summers bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't really like the the idea of uh, of stupid women is annoying to me. Yeah. It's not an attractive quality. Um, so that, so her and her cousin, and, but, but that, it's not like Terry was like the, you know, she was all right, I guess. Like, I, the, like the poet laureate. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it, she, she was better than the other two. And apparently that, that was, she was a, uh, I don't know if we said this, but she was a, like a reaction to criticism about how blondes were treated. Oh really? Yeah, how blondes were treated, or you know, um, uh, displayed in the show, portrayed rather in the show. Um, so they, you know, gave a, you know, working woman with, um, you know, some smarts, so to speak. Um, I thought it was funny when, um, you know, she's trying to like patch before the party, and she's trying to like make things right with Jack. And, you know, she's like, I'll, I, you know, <laughs> Mr. Furley, you know, tells Terry that, you know, Jack's gay. And then she now under the assumption that Jack is gay and she, <laughs> she's trying to make things right. And she's like, why are you, you know, wait, what, no, which way? Oh, she was just trying to say, oh, I understand why you were so weirded out. You must have had such problems in the military. Um, and then she says something like, how do they even let you in the military? Which I thought was odd. <laughs> I thought that was a very odd question <laughs> because it was like compassion, compassion. Like, Oh, how did you even serve? <laughs> like, right. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and then the whole time Jack is just posturing and talking about being a boxer. Yeah. 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 He was a boxer. <laughs> and, um, I also, don't know what happened now. <laughs> That struck me as super weird. And another thing that was really weird was that when Jack cuts his finger at work, yeah, it's because there's this uh, Latino guy working there. Oh, that's right. I forgot it. Was who, it Pedro? I don't remember his name, um, but who it who basically sabotages Jack because Pedro should be the one who has the chef job, right? And and so. But what did you think? Was that weird to you? You know, that character's been on like a couple of times and he's always been like the um, the foil, you know, like. OK, um, because, yeah, because he 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 wants a job. He thinks that um, that he should have Jack's job. Um, and then Jack is always saying, 
you, you're trying to take my job. No, wrong, Jack. Um, but uh, I don't know. He was just weird. He, it's it's the the in like the '70s stereotypical effeminate Latino man. Yeah. Um, which I always think is kind of like, well, clearly offensive. <laughs> um, but um but also weird uh, I, I i keep trying to think about what the name of the thing is the 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 sort i sort i you know what i'm talking about the what um it's the puppet thing exactly <laughs> the puppet thing what are you talking about it's you know it's like sort i sort i senor wences that's his name have you ever heard of Senor Wences? No. So Senor Wences, I'm have to actually look at this because I'm not. I know. If, so the, all right, the the guy was alive from 1896 to fuck 1999, um, <laughs> and he was a Spanish ventriloquist, okay, and comedian. And uh, he was on the Ed Sullivan Show in the 50s and 60s, and he was also on the Muppet Show. Oh, okay. So, Senor Wences, uh, he would do like these different things, and 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 one of the things it's it became like part of like pop culture where he would go um, saw it, right, saw it, right, and like it would just be this weird thing. Oh my god, that puppet is horrifying. Yes. So everybody, look this up. It's Wences is W E N C E S. This is a terrifying. His dummy is terrifying. Yeah. So years later, <laughs> um, because it, it's his hand with clothes. Yeah. Years later, South Park would do an episode with Jennifer Lopez, where. Um, oh, I see what you mean. It's 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 his fist with googly eyes on it in a wig and, and, and clothes. Oh, okay. So this is South Park episode where Cartman somehow says that he has the spirit of Jennifer Lopez in his hand. <clears throat> and he makes a puppet just like the way that you see the puppet with clothes, but it's Jennifer Lopez. Okay. And he would say, Jennifer Lopez. And then people would try to like, he would like, so the joke is like, hey, and he goes, yeah, hey, Nifer. And like, it would, and like you would say it right one way and then you say it, then the person, every step when you break it down, the per, the person is saying it right. But then when you say it all together, the person says it wrong. Okay. So, and the South Park episode takes it a bit far because it's when Jennifer Lopez was dating Ben Affleck the first time. Okay. Then the real Jennifer Lopez shows up to South Park and is like, how dare you take my, like, persona? Okay. And then the hand is saying, you're not really Jennifer Lopez. And then Ben Affleck ends up in Cartman's bed. Okay. Because he wants to sleep with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> So then Cartman ends up giving Ben Affleck a handjob. Okay. Because it's his hand is Jennifer Lopez. Right. Um, so anyway, that's a whole weird down there. I, I recommend seeing that episode because it's really, really ridiculous. Where was I going? Oh. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know what to say about any of that. Was that so, fun? Was that funny? Uh, the episode's really, really funny, yeah. Okay. The episode is... is Episodes ridiculously funny because in the beginning, if I remember correctly, 
uh, either Stan or you know the characters of South Park, right? Yeah. Stan or Kyle. It's it's uh, Latino Heritage Month, and okay. Stan and Kyle or one of them legitimately like writes an essay, like like really like not academic, but like really like um, discussing the, the the like the accomplishments of Latino culture. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Yay!" But then when when Cartman does this stupid puppet gimmick, everyone's just like going crazy. Okay. So like you know, it's just it just was like you know it was showing that like no one really gives a shit about the 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 true accomplishments. Everyone just gives a shit about pop culture, right? Okay. That's why I thought that yeah that episode's really funny. But I don't remember where I was going with this. But I think oh what I'm saying is that senior winces that kind of act. Mm-hmm. Is how I think moving forward, Latinos were displayed in the you know in the seventies, like very like feminine, very like um, playing it up a little bit too much. Okay, you know, like being like over the top. What about Ricky Ricardo? Ooh, it's a good. Well, <clears throat> he's Cuban. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. No, <laughs> no I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> uh, I think the thing about yeah, Ricky was also had to be a little bit less threatening mm-hmm. because i mean what well, that was the 50s and it was an introduction to a different culture in white society and you know the 50s for fuck's sake the right. 50s right but um they didn't even uh want him they wanted somebody else and you know good old lucille ball was like no you have to take him he's right. part of my show um i mean he was kind of um he was kind of like effeminate, but if I'm not mistaken, he would spank Lucy, right? I don't know. I think there were episodes where he would like spank her, uh, but Lucy was a handful. <laughs> like, like she was just too much. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I really did not watch. The, I think I've only seen maybe an episode of that show. I don't know how it didn't. It didn't really make it into. It must not have been on network TV or I was too busy watching PBS. It was just, she was like, just getting into like so much shit. Yeah. I think she always wanted, If I don't even remember, I've seen a couple episodes, but she always wanted to like, something about the 50s and the get rich quick scheme, you know what I mean? For like working class people. Yeah. Like Ralph Crandon had it, um, you know in the honeymooners and i think lucy was always trying to like do something her and her friend ethel right right so but yeah like you know but was so did you think of um of uh her husband as like flamboyant in a culturally appropriate way like in a way that was like true to um a guy who would be a band leader or yeah and that's the thing and and the thing about it really is i i don't think he was as over the top as the 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 cook i think his name is pedro like uh, let it be pedro because i don't want that just would be way too (laughs) let uh, it be let it um but no i i think yeah i think you're right for a guy who is the you know the the performer right Mm -hmm. and he would break out into song i think he was he was i think that was fine but I would have to see. I haven't seen okay. I Love Lucy in so long. Would you feel that it's fair to say that there can be an element of drama yes. in Latin <laughs> culture? Uh, yeah, yes. I was actually... <laughs> yes, yes. There is uh, an, a, a theatrical a th- uh, uh, um, drama 
yeah, I mean, you know, you know, there's just, but there's, that's, there's that in every culture. There is, there is, but I would say like, I guess I would, I would say there's more, um, like it's more, more common to show a uh, strong emotion, uh, or at least it like compared to like, say old droopy, like English culture, you know, I mean, or maybe it just depends on like, you know, the social circle and all. Yeah. That. I mean, traditionally white men are stoic, right? Right. And usually you don't, you don't want to, you won't have that in uh, men of color. You traditionally will see them as, um, you know, over the top or dramatic, or, or, you know. Because it's a way to show that they're children because emotions are for women and children. Right. Um, you know, you, you know, typically I think that's like what, you know, this is a very general broad statement but i think that was not really but i think the 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 black exploitation movies of the 70s were showing black men as like not through the lens of you know you know black authors and directors and writers screenwriters and like you know we're not kind of the hucking and jiving if you will you know we are complex characters um you know so i think that is kind of like a break away from those traditions. Um, and, you know, not every culture gets to have that. Right. Um, you know, and also like, not for nothing, like even like, but there's like, I could think of like uh, this Spanish, I think he was Mexican. I could be wrong, but his name is Cantinflas. And he was a Spanish um, actor, like comedian. But this dude like made like so many movies um yeah he was a mexican comedian and actor and filmmaker like this dude like but like he just was like he was kind of I, in my opinion he was kind of like the the latino um charlie chaplin oh okay and like like my grandmother would take me to the movies to watch this guy's movies like in in like queens like he, he was like super popular you know oh cool but like um I, I don't remember him like like he was you know he wasn't I guess that's unfair to say because he he was a com- comedic actor so he would be more along the lines of like a Martin Short oh okay you know what I mean like he's not a leading man but he's he's the guy you know you go to for like a good laugh and like his movies like would sell out but I wonder if those like introducing people to comedy is a little bit less threatening than maybe an action hero you know what i mean right but then again like you know it's the years this man was making movies i mean what's an action hero but like a leading man you know like you're whoever we're leading like uh what's the guy with the fucked up face uh mark hamill no no i mean like in the 50s 60s the casablanca dude Oh, Bogey? Yeah, Humphrey Bogart. Wait, say your sentence again. What were you saying about him? Oh, I'm saying, like, I I think it's easier to, like, have people who are not white and put them into, like, comic. Yeah. Because they're less threatening. Like, you know, he wasn't, he was more of a Martin Short than a Humphrey Bogart. Oh, that's what I was confused by. So you were saying that, like, Bogart was, uh, like, was white. As far as I know, yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
that's always that i mean it's funny i guess because i'm from somewhere that's um so like european white mm-hmm. not that italy's not europe but you know what i mean like it, yeah it, I know what you're it's yeah. funny when um like there there was a guy uh who worked for state government who uh had a had a really italian name who was super uh, racist towards black people and he accidentally sent um he got he got questioned he worked for he was involved with funding for school districts in mm-hmm. new york and um a reporter asked him some questions about his choices to like i think it was about defunding black schools mm-hmm. and he answered in this jokey racist way and sent it to a friend of his but instead of sending it to his friend he replied to the reporter oh jesus and i remember saying to brian like you know where i'm from people wouldn't even think of that guy as white yeah exactly there he is being like racist towards black people and it's just like what which is obviously all of that's wrong i'm not saying that's the right perspective but it's it's just it's funny to me how because it's new york uh you know diversity is so like there's so much more tolerance for people not looking exactly the same yeah whereas whereas where i'm from like that guy would be you know they would be like oh that you know he's that slightly darker fella you know i mean the the clan didn't just target uh black americans they targeted catholics um italians um latinos and you know others just anything other right yeah Um, it's like yeah anytime italians or irish people have problems with black people i'm just like you know where you came from right yeah well i mean that's you know what people used to think about you that's the whole kind of beauty of capitalism (laughs) well i don't know (laughs) i don't know if it's beauty but that's the you know the the creation of a hierarchical structure by skin color i guess which is bullshit but it is is what it is um yeah no it is um it is funny not funny funny is weird it's just weird (laughs) like it is weird is the way to go but don't you just love tangents (laughs) (laughs) so like when you like when you watch three's company like this was one of your shows as a kid like what did you like about it I, i i just liked um I don't know. I just, I think I liked that it was just so stupid. Okay. You know, I think I liked that, like, none of these, even as a kid, I knew that none of these things, like, were, like, like, why would, one of the things I learned from Three's Company and a lot of other sitcoms is, like, sometimes just, just communication's key. Have that conversation because, or tell the truth because this is what, like, these are how things get blown out of proportion. Right. Um, but I, you know, it's always funny to see how, you know, that shit was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like, um, farcical movies? Like, do you like airplane or, um, what, like the airplane naked gun? Yeah. Do you like Mel Brooks? I do. I like space balls. Um, Uh, I never Mel Brooks is Prince's Bride, right? Yeah, I think so. I've never seen Prince's Bride. Oh, I like that. <clears throat> I like that. I don't know why the I I don't usually do well with farce. Um, never seen Airplane. 
I I think I've started it different times over the years and then been that's just amazing. like that's that's it's, a hard no. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's one of it's <laughs> I could watch it today and I've seen that movie probably over like thirty or forty times. Really? I spent the whole summer watching that movie with my cousin. Like almost every day. <laughs> that movie, um, and Naked Gun is one of my favorites. Like okay. just stupid movie. Um, those two movies, I don't know. Like, just, and then when like people like will reference it, like mm -hmm. will say something, and I, I just takes it just makes me so warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> <laughs> like so so happy. I should give him a different. I should give him another try. It's been a long time. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong in saying that they're dumb as fuck, <laughs> but it's just, it's the kind of like clever, like comedy that like, it's so, um, what's, you know, it's just so ridiculous and so preposterous, but like, yeah. you know, it's funny. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, Airplane, I, you could watch on Amazon if you, if you're looking to watch it. Okay. But yeah, I didn't really see. Oh no, that's not true. I don't know. I think the the like the airplane movies were just a little bit more sharper with the wit. Yeah, like that line is like, you know, we need to get to a hospital and the, or we need a doc. You know, the person like he'll say we need a hot to get to the hospital, and the other person will say, well, what is it? And then the the guy will reply, um. Oh, it's a big building where they hold patients in it. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like okay. just stupid little things with like perfect, you know, comedic timing. Right. Um, you know, stuff like that is hysterical to me. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe I can move into first in my middle age. <laughs> uh, we're past middle age. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm actively angry at you. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> um what have you been up to this week uh this week was uh it's all right you know just had some things haven't had anything really uh you know i want oh i wanted to give a shout out to a podcast listener i'll just say uh the name of hall who listened to our podcast last week and took I guess umbrage with the fact that I said cornbread with creamed corn is weird. Did I say weird <laughs> or nasty? I don't know what I said. You, you definitely gave the impression you thought it was nasty. Okay. So uh, said podcast listener um, <laughs> proceeded to uh, take that as a challenge and make cornbread with creamed corn. Oh, wow. And brought it to work. Uh -huh. And it was, it, was, it was good. It was quite tasty. I enjoyed it. I uh, had it with coffee. Yeah. I did go back for seconds. Uh it it was good. So, um It just makes it moister. It the Yeah, it was it was definitely moist, but it was weird cuz it was moist and dense, if that's a thing. Yeah, totally. Um and then the little the little bits of corn which I thought were going to be which I th th see the little bits of corn I thought are would be the turnoff for me. Uh-huh. But what the little bits of corn because it was cooked in a sweeter way or uh it was more like little bits of fruit in like okay. a in a cake type of thing uh-huh so yeah so you know i stand corrected um <laughs> and i just wanted to put that out there in the universe that's awesome why didn't i get some because <laughs> we ate it 
<laughs> that's awesome. People are people are showing up with the with the receipts. Listen, if 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 I'm gonna start like saying things that if like people want to like prove me wrong, but like just so I can get food, right? <laughs> like you know, moving forward, like oh steak. Yeah. Hamburgers. Hey, do you know what's meaningless? The gold standard. <laughs> I wouldn't have gold in my house. What is the gold standard? <laughs> it's the money used to be based on gold that was actually in the bank. That's right. Or, okay, so I, diamonds. Diamonds are hideous. They're worthless. I wouldn't have one on my finger. <laughs> diamonds are stupid. Yeah, I'm just saying if people are going to prove us wrong. Let's no, that's what I, no, I agree with. I agree with everything you're saying. I was just thinking how stupid diamonds are, though. Yeah, they're real stupid. Like the thought of like this antiquated thing, and we all fall for it all the time. Yeah. And the poor people having to go through the mines. <clears throat> yeah. I. That's one of those... Jewels are one of those things where i understand their aesthetic value but i don't understand their monetary value Mm, yeah i mean and i i know they they were a beautiful thing that lasted but i don't understand how in the beginning i should look that up like when did when did jewels become valuable yeah because i can imagine you know like people in prehistoric times being like oh here's a beautiful shiny thing i'm gonna keep it it's it's powerful you know yeah or like diamonds you know are hard enough to have other uses but um at at what point were we like oh this is a form of currency because what what would the value of it have been yeah i don't that i mean that's a that's a very good point because many years ago spices were (laughs) yeah well that makes sense right like that was the thing like i i (laughs) I think I read somewhere like if someone came into your kitchen from the past, they think you were a billionaire because you had like a spice rack. <laughs> oh wow, that's so cool! You know, like um, so I, I always think that's funny because yeah, like that was like the whole thing to get like when you really think about it. Like I get well, I guess resources, and spices, and teas, and these are the things that like helped. Can you imagine expand. like if you were going to time travel, you just go to the dollar store and spend like. 50 bucks and then you're a bazillionaire yeah i keep yeah i keep thinking about time travel do you yeah i've been thinking about it lately um so i started this project it's top secret i can't talk about it (laughs) could you just give me a couple of hints or um well you know it requires me to take a leap if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, well, that was... Oh, I, I don't really have anything exciting that's happened to me. Actually, that's not true. Did I already... When did I go see? Did I already talk about seeing the Dior exhibit at the Brooklyn? Well, Museum? you last week you said you were going, so let's hear about how it went. Oh, okay. Um, so we saw we saw the Dior exhibit and we saw the Obama portraits. Okay. And the portraits are very cool. The portrait of Michelle doesn't look like her. Mm. It just doesn't. Okay. It's a cool. It's a cool painting. Um, but the face just does not look like Michelle Obama. Mm. Um. But it was, uh, I don't know. 
it was it was neat to see those which is weird because i would think i'm not an artist but i would think that like painting she has such distinct features yeah i would think that that would be like something that'd be easy to capture but i guess not i'm not an artist what do i know yeah well the in the one of um of obama himself it it was very accurate although the one thing that is kind of weird about it is his hands are probably two to three times bigger than his hands really are right and i wasn't sure if that was an intentional Mm. to show thing to show him as powerful or if it was just hands are hard (laughs) <laughs> like hands and faces are hard to paint i I mean i can't i can't draw or paint anything so yeah i mean you know, stick figures for me is even... yeah like shout out to people with actual abilities but hands are hard hands are hard but it was so cool to see those and then um the dior exhibit was just amazing um i love i love exhibits that are more material culture stuff versus mm-hmm. sort of traditional art Okay. Um, and so it was. It was just really cool to see all of the um, eras of that design house, going back to I think the 1905, maybe or 1911. I was going to ask what, when, how far they go back. Okay, cool. Wow. Yeah, and so then there would be sort of different, uh, different eras where you'd have a different chief designer. Oh, okay. The house, like and, the vision would would change. Yeah, and so it was really neat because I I did not realize that we were basically as we looked at the exhibits we were going in a circle around a central room. Okay. So you go around in the last uh the last exhibit before you go into the central room was all of the um they're not patterns I can't remember the term for it but they're basically before they do before they make address in you know with all of the um expensive right. you know fabric choices and beading and all of that they make it in in like plain fabric so you know like a muslin or you know it would be it would be a fabric with a comparable weight okay but it would just be like a plain white version of gotcha. uh, what the garment's going to be eventually and so they had these really uh they had these really cool sort of inset mirrored display boxes that all of these white, um, all of these white sort of samples were in. And then the, also those went up sort of halfway up the, up the wall. And then the rest of it, the rest of the wall in the ceiling was mirrored. So mm-hmm. it was like, they all went on for infinity. Okay. So you walked into this relatively small space with these samples. And then it was just like, you were, it, it was sort of like the history of the house, just uh, the design house, you know, just extending to infinity in front of you. And then when you walk through that room, you realize that everything you'd been walking around, there was this great big, almost like ballroom room that had a really high ceiling. And so then in there, there were all of these exhibits that went up the walls mm. and there were like a, there was a light show and kind of, um, <laughs> creepy music wow all right (laughs) and yeah it was it was really cool i mean if you if you're not into fashion i i mean i wouldn't say i'm like that into fashion but i you know it's it's really it was just interesting to see the the progression of the designs and um just i don't know it was beautiful in the the detail work on that goes into those you know couture pieces it's just Mm. amazing cool so yeah 
Brooklyn Museum, pretty good. Pretty good. That is, you know, it, yeah, I always say like if it's not just, I mean, it is about the the information, but it's also about the display of it, right? So Yeah. Um, no, the I mean the the artistry that goes into, you know, curating a an exhibit, it's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> um I randomly watched the movie Return to Me the other night. Have you ever seen that movie? It's David Duchovny and Minnie Driver. Uh, no. No. Is you it watch it? Really? It's good. I don't, I can't take David Duchovny. Oh, then you shouldn't watch it. I like Minnie Driver. Yeah. I think it's she's... just a sweet movie. Is it really sweet? Did yeah. it give you a cavity? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what happens in it? Uh, just give me the, the 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 give me the plot. Like, <clears throat> so David Duchovny's wife is a um, is a animal. I don't know what you call it. Oh my god, a vet? A zoologist. Oh, <laughs> she, first of all, I say I tell you can see she's just animal. she's just an animal, and I just was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. Um, she's like a pig she's a primate specialist and her big thing is to um, get a bigger enclosure for this great ape that she has taught sign language okay and so there's this fundraiser and then on and it goes really well but then on the way home from the fundraiser they get in a car accident and she's killed and then at the same time it was the ape the ape did it he was so mad (laughs) Um, no, and then- his last sign language was a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Um, I don't know yeah. why that tickled me. <laughs> Fuck you for trying to get me a new house. <sighs> they drove away. Yeah. She never taught me to drive, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Please proceed. No, it's weird that you haven't seen it, but you know what happened. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, and then Minnie Driver is in heart failure and needs a heart transplant. Oh, okay. And she he gets she gets the wife's heart, mm-hmm. or the she gets the ape's heart. I don't know why I'm laughing. But it's a movie. It's a movie that's. Um, it's. I think it's written by Bonnie Hunt, and she's in it. And then there's like uh, Carol O'Connor, and all of these sort of older actors. Um, because there's <laughs> there's Minnie Driver, her grandfather, um, and I guess uncle own an Irish Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have things like ravioli and. Um, you know, corned beef. Gotcha. On the menu. Um, I don't know. It's cute. It's a funny movie. Jim Belushi's in it. Um, Good old, what happened to Jim Belushi? I don't know. I know he's alive. Yeah. I, mean, I think he is. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. probably on Fox News somewhere. Oh, no. I don't want to know that. He I'm looks like cool. a Fox News guy. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He, he looks like a Fox News guy. Yeah, like one of those puffy guys. We'll go on there and start railing against shit like Scott Bale. 
<laughs> he doesn't vibe for me that way, but maybe maybe he is. But that would I break don't know. My, that would break my heart, so I can't look it up. Um, I always was a big apologist for the show, according to Jim. Like people would always reference it as just like such a terrible show, but I thought it was so funny. Uh, I've never seen that show. He just doesn't do it for me. That's fair. I, I you know, like, stop. You're not your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about his brother either. <laughs> Fuck the Belushis. That's, hey, that's, okay, we got there. I was like, there's something at the core of this. No, I don't really know. I, I don't have any issue with, you know, one's already gone, so. And one. <laughs> what? All right, I don't know where we're going with <laughs> <coughs> Somebody bring me the ape. <laughs> um, maybe you shouldn't watch Return to Me. The end. <laughs> but maybe the listeners should. Um, who was the wife that got? Who? Who did you? Who was the actress who played the wife that died? Um, I, I don't know. She's a she's a very narrow faced blonde woman. Mm, that narrows it down. <laughs> I, I even looked this up the other day because she looked familiar to me, but then at the same time, uh, I did not know who she was. Let's see. Well, a lot of like a lot of actors look alike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Her they have is, the same. Uh, Jolie Richardson. I do not know who that is. Um. Oh man, that's bad when you click on somebody's name in Wikipedia and it says, "What happened to Jolie Richardson?" Uh, she was in Nip Tuck and she was in The Tudors. Oh, I see. She was in The Patriot. Oh, she's 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 working it. Yeah. She's working it. She's doing her thing. Oh, she's Natasha Richardson's younger sister. Oh. That's yeah, why I mean she I could see familiar. it. Yeah, I could see it. I uh, see. That's right, and she's also the granddaughter of Redgrave people. Yeah. Okay, that all comes together. But yeah, that monkey killed her. Okay. We're going with your alternative. No, I... Nothing. I know what you were going to say. Some jokes, some jokes just need to be... You know where I was going. Yeah, I just, I just felt you short circuit all the way from Queens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want everyone to have a good week. We're going to have a good week. We are going to have a good week. It's going to be a good week. So next week, you're choosing. Are you threatening me? <laughs> yeah, it's a threat. It really is. It really is. Okay, I'm choosing. Wait Your choice. Uh, and, uh, you know, make it a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Everybody have a good week. All right, all.